Oh my god. I screwed the first intro up, so we had to do it again. Welcome back to the Happy and Pinky Podcast. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So this is our second installment of Sober October. Yes. And what do you want to talk about today? We're going to talk about siblings. Saying like if uh, we both had siblings that we're using, right, at the time. You've never used it. Unfortunately, I have. So I know both sides of it. So we're going to kind of do from a sibling's aspect of what they kind of see and deal with. Well. So when you because i i kind of don't remember because i had like a lot of crap you know after my memory loss and all that from using you right. probably remember a lot more detailed information i'll probably come up with a few things here and there but well i had a sister who is um she's clean now but does have a past with addiction and um so what 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 age were you when you found out about this i didn't really find out about it as it was i noticed a change in her Mm -hmm. she was less attentive she wasn't the big sister anymore she wasn't there for me when i needed her I remember of having dreams of just standing in the middle of the street as she's walking away from me, just screaming at her just to be my big sister. But so it it was hard because she... She wasn't there for you anymore. No. And then after so many years of that, it was... That was just her. Mm-hmm. And I started to resent her because her drugs were more important than her sister. Yeah. So. Well, and, I have the same experience as you do. You know, my siblings, two of them, were using before I did. Right. So it was. Well, the, what's the difference between. What was the difference for you then? Because I saw my sister going through this. And saw the change in her. And I that's why I've never used. Because that's all that that time frame has always just been so difficult for me. You know, I think that's where a lot of my trust issues come from when regarding family. So sorry. For the background noise, Capone is walking around and tap dancing at the same time. So our <laughs> apologies for that. Good Lord. But what is the difference? What did they do that made you this... feel that you wanted to follow that path? I didn't want to follow the path. Like I said in the last episode, I was drinking at the time. I was drunk and I wanted to see what the hoopla was about. Right. But I didn't want to use before that because I saw, you know, the... The mood changes, the um, mm-hmm. just staying away from us, um, just right. n- not even being there, um, stealing, yeah, um, stuff coming up missing, um, just not mine. Everybody's in the house, 
And right. Um, and and um, I would say just the distance of the attitude, the the family presence, um, everything else was more important than you know the family and us and right the up the unkeptness of it like the not the cleaning you know just right just being dirty and i mean yeah there's some people that you know um keep clean and stuff like that but you could tell you know just the unhealthiness of it right so it was it was hard you know i never figured i would do it well but i did yeah, and my sister did too. Um, when I found out I was pregnant with my oldest, Dennis, um, she was in rehab. And I tried to use my son as incentive for her to co- complete rehab mm-hmm. because she was finding it very difficult. And she felt alone. And, you know, it quite to the contrary to what people think, there's drugs inside those rehabs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so it really comes down to the determination of the person wanting help. It is. It, it, it's when the tired person's tired enough to right. be sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I, I hate when it gets to that point because usually at that point it's way far gone. Right. You know, it, it's, it, a lot of people don't bounce back from that. No. And you know, what you were saying reminds me of a quote from my grandfather, rest in peace, grandpa. But he would. Oh, <laughs> oh my brain God. Fart. I, my brain just completely farted, but when you've had enough when you've when you've had enough of it you'll get up and do something about yes. it when when you're tired of it and you're just that done with it then you will find the strength to do something yeah. about it and, and when you have a sibling and you try to help to it, it it feels like you're beating a dead bush and um you're you're doing everything you can it's just like my when my sister got clean and she was trying to get me into rehab for like three years, you know, because she's right. I'm 15, she's 18 years clean. So she tried for three years to get me into the stuff. And she saw what I had to deal with being clean, you know. Right. Um, I saw her, you know, becoming clean when I was still on it. So it, it, it's, you're, you're trying your hardest to, you know, understand it to help it but there's no i'm not saying there's no i would say it's it's super hard to watch your sibling go down a hill that you know you can't do nothing about yeah it's very difficult and that's where my detachment that's when i was young i created a detachment Mm -hmm. between me and my sister because I didn't want to see what she was doing to so herself. So you set you set a boundary for yourself. That's practically what yeah. you said. Yeah, you you set I that, did. and you did. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you 
you you kind of have to at that point. Well, you have to because the hurt. The, I gotta protect myself. Yeah, and your kid now. Mm-hmm. Um, in which she is the godmother of my son. See. So I mean, she she went through what she had to. She got clean. She did what she had to, and you know, we didn't have a family of enablers either. Mm-hmm. We had a family system where we we set expectations and wouldn't falter back on those expectations. So yeah, old family values. Yes. Yes, but it's not like the old family, like, this is the big family secret that no. everybody keeps hidden. But, you know. You had to do your part in the family. Right. You know, drugs are everywhere. And they're, like you said in the last one, they're, they don't discriminate. They'll mm-hmm. hit in. It, drugs are there for anybody if that's the, you know, yeah. what, what they're doing. But, and that's not good. It's not a it, it's not good, especially with our youth today and everything. I I can't imagine what it felt like to be a parent in that situation. Mm-hmm. Because the the heartache, the pain, right? The love, the you know, just the love to say I ain't doing this no more and I want nothing to do with you. Because you've done this, 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 that, this, this, that, and this. But, the, this. but then again, you have those parents out there that are like, oh, my God, this my poor baby. Mm-hmm. And, and just want to cuddle them and give them whatever they want and just making it harder and harder for them to realize to they find have out. a problem. Right. You know, you, you brought up a good point when you said that your siblings and you, you know, you were around that and then you incorporated mm-hmm. that, you know. Even though it was a decision that was not made on a clear judgment. Yeah, it was a wrong judgment. You know, and you were drunk at the time, so you were easily pliable at that time. I was. So, but, you know, I really just want to know how parents can do it. It's, what I saw with my parents with, you know, one of mine, because I had two, um, put it in the middle rehab. You know, um, but what if they don't have the funds? What if they don't have the access? It's parent. I've seen my parents struggle with this, and you know, I don't remember a lot of it, but you know, we'll we'll go visit him. You know, in a in a rehab, or you know, he'll be in another rehab, then he'll be in another rehab. He's been in through a lot of rehab, and I, I believe he's. I'm not real sure how he's doing now but i hear he's doing really well right um i know my sister's doing really well she's been one of my main supporters of me being clean and she's she's been your cheerleader she really has and and i appreciate her to death and we're hoping to get her as a you know yeah a guest on our our little trying uh, i gotta talk to her yeah um but she's got a lot of info she she has um started things down in her town that's kind of went awry a little bit but she's trying to you know get rehabs. she planted the seed she planted a big seed and she's got a lot of information and she's um got the knowledge behind her to um maybe help some people 
Right. And um, oh, she, I mean, just the way she she talks about it with me, you know. And she's she, very open about it. Oh, she's very open about it, and that's what makes it. You know, she, the first thing that she says is it's not just drugs that people are addicted to. No, so, it's, it's the feeling. It's the you're chasing that little piece that you got on your first or second high. Right. And and you're just chasing the shit out of it because it's a it's an euphoria. It's it's a feeling that you would never feel again. Right. Because you're chasing it so much and you're using so much and it doesn't matter what drug you're using. It's it happens. It it's it could be meth, it could be crack, it could be coke, it could be alcohol, it could be anything Tobacco. that you're just chasing that that little feeling that makes the euphoria just like wow this is right really cool so when you do that when you chase that dragon i would say mm-hmm. you're you're chasing and you're using a lot more and that's where you get yourself in a hole so from a family member's perspective watching my sister go through this go through her addiction and then watching her go through rehab and just like a lot of people who are recovering addicts they slip up mm-hmm. you know and it takes a couple times of slipping up and and realizing you screwed up and then getting back to reality yeah, you know what i mean it, it, it's it's hard to see them do that it, especially you know when it's constant and they're battling it and battling it. And then that's right. what I said. And in that's the, when it's a true episode. battle. And then that's what I said in the last episode. It, it's you're dealing with all these emotions and mm-hmm. and you're you're not really <clears throat> give it like I did, give it to God, especially, you know, um you're you're um the hell I just lost the train of thought. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're brain farting, we're passing it but, back and forth. It's uh, okay. Thanks. It's like a hiccup. <laughs> yeah um so oh jesus <laughs> oh <laughs> that's great I? okay well so let's let's go um but like i think it would be a good idea to to really explore what you kind of felt watching your siblings going through their recovery process or their addiction process. Like what were, I mean, for me, it was, my sister was more agitated. My sister wouldn't spend that time with me, you know, and. Oh, there's agitation. There's uh, the happiness, the sadness, the meanness, because when they're coming down, you're freaking mean. You're mean. I, I've seen mm-hmm. just because they weren't getting their damn way, the, it would just blow up. And then it's like, oh, screw you. I'm out of here. You right. Know, kind of thing. And they stay away for a while. Right. <clears throat> but yeah, you get every emotion. And it's usually, you can tell when you're ups and they're downs. Right. Especially if they're super up, they're happy, they're jolly, they're freaking bouncing wall to wall, they're, they're, ecstatic but when people are coming down do you get the 
meanness, the tiredness, you're sleeping all the time, um, just the crabby, the un- impatient. Um, so things that to look for when a sibling is using, that's what you kind of have to look well, at. Well, I, I wouldn't just say, I mean, Mind you, all of these examples are in excess, not normal every day, taking a nap or whatever. We're talking like, I mean, we're not talking teenage attitudes. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the extreme of those things. It's like a noticeable shift, a noticeable change in the aggression and the agitation and just sleeping days on end. Or staying up all days on end yeah yeah, i've stayed up for three weeks straight that's insane it's yeah what was your mind going through like you had to have been hallucinating it was a little bit of hallucination it was it was one long day (laughs) it was one long day (laughs) and that's when i first started because I, i think because nowadays i don't you know, it is the stuff was more, I would say, pure. You know, it wasn't as contaminated up. It, yeah, as it is today. Yeah, it's not stepped on. What you know, most people would say, it's not stepped on and stuff like that. And you know, um, so it was more pure when I first started doing it, and that's when it when I did that, and I lost seventy pounds in a month. I mean, that's another one. I mean, with meth, you have a noticeable weight change. You know, um, and I'm sure that built the confidence. It really did. You know, I'm losing weight. I'm looking. That's an unhealthy confidence. It's a very unhealthy confidence because you you really have to when you become clean. You really have to learn to love yourself the way you are, the way everything is about you. And if you can't do that, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a hard road. So you have to have that love for yourself. And, you know, like we said in the last one, the depression, you know, of not loving yourself and, you know, caring about yourself, it will eat at you. Right. It definitely will because that false confidence will freaking make you use even more. Right. You know, and there's the feeling of it. You know, so what would you, what would you say to family members that are going through a scenario of a family member using um, any type of substance, whether that be drugs, alcohol, you know, anything. I'm even going to throw this out there, but porn. I'm sorry, but there's people out there that do got addictions to porn. Well, look at the phone situation now with our youth. Oh, yeah. And OnlyFans? It's not even that. Just the phone alone is an addiction. You, If you wake up in the morning and you're constantly in the lights and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's a totally new addiction these days because everybody's addicted to them, you know, that phone and how many right. lights or how many views they get. It's right. A, it's a big thing right now. Oh, it's huge. But nobody wants to realize that. And well, because nobody wants to admit it. No. Nobody wants to admit that it's a problem. No. Well, at least to themselves. They don't know they don't want to admit it to themselves. Like I don't have a problem while they're sitting there playing candy crush. Yeah. They don't want to have a real <laughs> conversation with, with somebody until they you know, it's a text message. I've seen people text each other from across the freaking table. Yeah. I mean 
just just look around. Just look around you I and mean, just look, observe how many people are on their cell phones and not even paying attention to life around them. Yeah. It, it, I mean, look, I mean, really, count how many times you look at your phone a day? Oh, I, I'm, I, I number one, I, I'll be the first to admit it. You my know, phone's always in my hand. You know, it's, it's, it's well, not it's always, but you know what I mean. I mean, the drugs are still out there, but this is a new addiction. Well, you know? social media has made prescription drug use popular yeah so and and too the mainstream rap culture makes that very popular you know xanax and you know all of these mm-hmm. prescription like drugs when, you know molly was a big thing on you know a lot for of for a long time you know and weed and everything else mm-hmm. is, but we're not trying to put anybody down at all but you got to really look at your environment and stuff like that but when you're dealing with a sibling that's using, you need to, you know, step up and say something to them. Yeah. Because you you're going to hurt some feelings. You're going to but... hurt some feelings and they're going to get pissed off at you. Oh, yeah. That's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. We ain't going to sugarcoat it. Gonna... It ain't going to be yeah. like what you see on TV. No. That's scripted. I'm sorry for everyone out there that disagrees with me. The one that I really like is, what is it, that one show? Um... Intervention. The Intervention. I like that, that show. That one because was they, good. They show the mostly the truth of it um drugs inc is a good one well drugs inc kind of gives you the background mm. and and they only target the large cities well, they, they they show the users they show the dealers they show Land. everything they show them in incognito yeah. well they show it i mean but intervention is a good one because it, it shows the the fight and the struggle of trying to get somebody into a program but when you're but what they don't but what the only thing about inter, the show intervention that I really just couldn't connect with was the fact that they didn't follow through with the people who were suffering, who were going through the recovery process. They only gave a little update. They didn't actually go into the struggles that that person went through to get to where they were. Yeah, but you I only don't, got to I see don't think the you get to have good cameras moments. inside the re- that's Oh, and that the, and that's probably true you know, too because that's. Because when you're coming clean, like but you a- can't glorify. They glorify it because they only, in, they only showed captions of the person doing good. If the person wasn't doing good, they would show a picture and then the text. Well, so- they they did show out for a while. I what I saw, they were like, sorry, they only lasted for six weeks and they're back on the streets. Yeah, well, this one's doing really well. And got they, his shit together, and yeah. now you know he's good with. But his they family. don't really. I mean, I I guess they do in a way bring the family into it, but they don't actually get to the core problem. I think because a lot of these people will relapse because they know they have knowledge that they're going to be enabled. Well, that's when their family person. needs to step and say, no more. We're done with you until you stay clean. And that's what my parents did to me and, you know, my siblings. They're like, sorry, we, we've tried to help you. Get the fuck out. So when you get to that point with a parent, I believe you're at your last straw and you cannot do this anymore. I know when I was using and I was hopping around in my car and I stayed at, you know, places that my dad knew about he drove by every damn day to see if i was there because he knew i was there i didn't know this at the time 
Right. You know, and there's but he was just driving by to check on you. Checking on me. You know, then my car would be missing for a couple of days. You're like, where in the hell is John at? You know, so he didn't know I was staying at somebody else's place for a second. So after you know, they're still checking up on you. They're still worried about you. There's they still love you, but they they don't. When you're dealing with an addict and a thief, a, you know somebody that wants to steal from you and just ruin you know ruin everything around you, it's it's not a good time. It right. really isn't. And you know, from even I think it really would be a good idea to bring in sister, your sister, to talk about um, her experience and maybe what advice she can give. Mm -hmm. Because we're kind of all over the place in this episode. But I think with, so this is really going to be like more of like an extension to the first episode they're all they're all kind of extensions it's just you know you you heard my story and well Well, we're kind of still going and i'm telling you a little bit pieces about what i used to do but we're talking about you know our siblings and how to make us feel and if you're dealing with a sibling that makes you know you might have the same experience you know the the absence the anger the 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 hyperness the you know the falling down and being stupid the anything that you know, if you know they're using or whatever, you know how to kind of deal with it. But you got to, just like I had to with my old friends, I had to set boundaries. And you got to tell them, hey, you're not welcome here anymore. You're Until you start showing me that you're okay. I've seen parents piss test their family members just to have them come in the house. You mm-hmm. know, just because they want to make sure they're... I mean, but but at what point... Does that okay? So, so in a breaks. scenario in my in my head, okay, you have a parent, okay, and you have your child right here, okay, and you're telling your child you can't come in unless you piss test clean, mm-hmm. okay, which is okay, but how many times are you going to do that before that child feels it ain't worth it to constantly be thought of as doing that and then just well, stop contact? <clears throat> I, I can't really answer that because I've never been that parent. But you know but what I mean? But some of those questions. And I've seen parents do it. Um, I think it's when you could trust them. Right. Trust is a big thing. And it when you break that trust over and over and over and over again, and you just don't believe anything they say because they're just become liars and freaking they say anything, anything they can to win one over on you. Right. It's it's a trust thing. And once, you know, I had to build that trust up with my parents. But how is well. it how is a person supposed to build that trust if they're constantly being well, hammered at? Does, do you know what I mean? So that's kind of where that question well, was really that's leading. When that addict needs to realize look what position you, they put I mean, you put yourself in. I mean, really, you put yourself in that position for be known as a liar, be known as somebody that's going to steal from you and somebody that's, you know, just not there mentally. Or trustworthy. Or trustworthy. Well, that's kind of what we're talking about. Well, what you were just talking about. (laughs) Excuse me. So it's, it's just, okay, so 
So that's how long it's going to be until you, you can earn somebody's trust. I mean, right. if you, if you have a problem with it, that's your problem. You put yourself there. So would it be good to say, you know, if the parent and the, the child, you know, you know what I'm saying? Whoever is, or even a child versus a parent who's using, mm -hmm. you know, putting, sitting down and having a conversation with a clear mind, you know, with an unobstructed mind, um, and have a conversation about what is expected, what is not going to be tolerated. And then from that moment, um, you know, proceed from there. I mean, would that be considered right? I, I and this is where I feel we need sister, your sister, to to chime in on it because when we have these kind of questions, I really believe she has the knowledge that could maybe. I think my mom would be too because right. she dealt with three kids. At well, I was going to su suggest that after I finished that, but we were different, all different kind of addicts. Right. I mean, we were still using the same thing. But you guys were all different in the way you perceived it, at your attitudes, mm -hmm. your your intentions, all of those things oh, yeah. combined. Oh, yeah. So. Having your mom come in and, you know, give her experience as a parent dealing with not one, but three children who unfortunately stumbled across you know substance abuse and and i say unfortunately because i don't think anybody it's very unfortunately it, i don't think anybody intends to be a drug addict no you know what i mean a lot of people run to drugs to help or to anything. cope to to think to get their mind right to I, I i think a lot of it they run to it because of the feeling and it, it, it's an escape Mm -hmm. it's uh it's a way to get out of your own head you know yeah some people say oh, i like the taste i mean you know i'll, I'll say it straight up i like the taste going down my throat i did if i didn't taste it i'd have to do more because that was me but right <clears throat> i know people that just like the taste and they don't know when to stop Right. They're excessive about it. They want to get to that point where it's just, and they don't know how to stop it after that, and it just gets belligerent. Right. I mean, like, a, we there's functioning addicts out there. There's the people that yeah, can, we talked about the last people time. People could drink and you know have a few beers after work or whatever. Or, right. You know, I, I don't promote using dope as a for a daily use thing i i don't i don't want to say doing dope every day and your functioning is a good thing i really no. don't a functioning addict is not a good thing no we're and just I, gonna put I, that I, out I there right now I don't, we're not condoning it I, no. we're not saying that that's how but you there, get there, away with it there is function but there addicts. are people out there that can use and still function and work and, and keep it hidden same being even hit it it's just they get up every day go to work they do what they have to do in life but to a point you're going to start doing more and more and more and things are going to start crumbling right and then it be doesn't become a functioning act anymore it's just be you become you're just an, an addict. addict 
you know, but that's... So would you say a functioning addict could be the the first step to becoming a full-blown addict? It could, you know, I was a function addict at the beginning. I went to work. I got my ass up every day, but, you know, I used it on the weekends. Then it become, oh, shit, Monday comes around. i got to have a little bump. Then rest of the day, I have a little bump. Okay, then I'll stop. Then on the weekend, i got to have more. Right. It just become a, a a thing that I needed. Just a cycle. A cycle. And it wasn't the best cycle. To, well, no. To get up and go to work because I was so drained over the weekend because I was up all weekend. Right. You know? So, but <clears throat> we need to, you know, hold um, people accountable for what they're doing in their lives. And you need to tell that person hey this is not acceptable anymore right you need to tell them you need to stop or you need to tell them hey i'm sorry but i can't have you around here just for your sanity alone and that is what a lot of the old school parents and the old values would call tough love Tough love is, I think, is the best love you can. It's not the best, but it's it's a love that you will never understand until you have to do it. Right. Um, it took me a year to realize I'm better than this. I'm. This is not the life for me. But I hit my rock bottom. Right. But my parents didn't want me to to see me go down that hole that they saw. My other two siblings went down, you know, um, they didn't, and I understand that. I, yeah. I, I appreciate what they did for me. They, they didn't give me money. Hey, if I wanted some food or something, you know, some clothes, they'd go buy it for me. Yeah. It kind of pissed me off because I wanted the damn money. Right. You know, I could go buy something, you know. Right. And they knew what it was Because for. your intention was to mm-hmm. get money. Of course. Not to get the, pro- yeah. the products. So, <clears throat> when you have a sibling, I would call them out on it. I would find local NA or AA programs. Usually, they're at a church. You can find them on the internet. They're all over the place. There's uh, even an app. There's even an app. Um, a good one is CRC. Mm-hmm. Um, you, what what does that stand for? Because CRC um, is also a college. Um, what is it? What was it? Something community recovery center or something like that? I think. Okay. I'm not real positive, but okay. just look up CRC. Um, I believe a lot of churches have them. Um, there's meetings everywhere. Get the information. You know, they'll you can go to almost any church and they can guide you yes. if 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 we're too hard to just follow along on that one because we are bouncing around any church or, or I would might, say or you might know somebody that's in the program. There's a yeah. lot of people that you don't know. I don't really express my unless you ask me about it. I, yeah. I don't talk about it. You don't put it, you don't willingly put it out there, because but if you're asked not, about it, yeah, you'll tell. Because it's, it, yeah, it was a part of my life, but it's not now. Right. But I'm willing to share my story and try to help somebody out if they need it. Right. But you're going to have to hear what I'm saying to you and 
you're going to do, you're going to have to do the work. And right. you know that from me talking to some other people mm-hmm. that I have tried to, you know, help. <clears throat> I'm not, I, I'm hard to. Uh, you're hard to impress in the sense yes, of recovery mm-hmm. because you know what it takes. It's a lot of hard work. You know the hard work that it entails. And, you know, you can basically see through the BS of so, if somebody's going, really yeah, wanting yeah, to I try know. or yeah, if they're I not. Know. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I hear that a lot. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Then they go out and do it again. Mm-hmm. So Because the words made no impact. Yeah, it made none impact. I'm wasting my breath. And I don't like wasting my breath. Right. I, I really don't. Um, I think that becomes, that's my thing. I'm really hard on you because that's what you need. Right. That's what I needed. And that's what I had. I had that hardness. And saying, you know what? You're a dumbass. Mm-hmm. You need to get your shit together. Or you're going to fucking die or go to jail or lose. You already lost everything. So it's, yeah. it's going to be work. Yeah. It's hard work. And it's you don't want to do it because you're so used to not doing it. Right. It's it's an easy way out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's hard work to get up every morning, go to a job, go to work. Spend time with your family, you know. Well, make it, hard make it, make it an amends with everybody. Making amends with everybody would be hard work. It, it's very hard work because they have to trust that you're saying it's true. Yeah. Because the lying, the mistrust, everything else that you you um, put portrayed out for the last however long you used. Yeah. It, it's really hard. So, and and if you really want that, you're going to fight for it. And just so. You know, just to give a little bit of encouragement to um, family members, parents, anybody that is witnessing somebody go through this, it will get better. It, it, it can get better. It, well, it, I should say that. It can get better. And you can expect there to be hurt feelings. You can expect there to be fighting. You can expect there to be comments like you don't understand and what if this was you but in the same time you gotta set those boundaries you have to set a almost like a personal bubble to where hey if you want back in my space this is what you're you're gonna gonna have to do this to do that Mm -hmm. and it kind of sounds mean but in the same light if you don't put it out there like that you're gonna just keep on getting hurt you're, you're not going to get anywhere and you have to create a separation. And I'm not saying leave them in the dust. Don't care about them. Don't, you know what I mean? You can take care of them and still. Stand back. Stand back. Yeah. You can, you can still take that step back just like your parents did when they would still go and check on mm. you. You know, you didn't have knowledge of it. No, I didn't. But... I had no knowledge at all. And that's, I think, it got to me, too. It's like, oh, they do care about me. Because you, when you're in that position, you don't think anybody cares about you. You think, oh, you yeah. know, especially when you're coming down, it's... You're you, not worthy. You, you're not worthy. You're, you're, you're a piece of shit. You know, you're, you're, <clears throat> you're good for nothing. You're just... You're ugly. You're this. You're that. Every negative thought 
that you would dream of comes through your mind. Oh, I'm sure it's amplified too. Oh, it's it, it's because that's all you're thinking about. So that throws you into your depression, and that will throw you into a thing that's like, oh, I know how to fix this. Mm-hmm. So that's when when you become clean, and and I understand it, it's hard for siblings, and it's a great feeling for a sibling to see their siblings or whoever getting clean. Oh yeah. Because, but you still have to put that wall up just in case. Well, you know, what what did it for for me and how I knew my sister was clean was she gained weight. She looked healthy again. She looked as if, you know. She was back where she was. Yeah, she didn't have those really dark circles under her eyes. She didn't have. All the the look like pimple marks on her face oh, where she would marks? just just you know, and I'm sure that was just just picking extra off. Yeah, you know, which I it's I have gross. came to find out that is common with that drug. Yeah, it is. It, and it's a lot of picking, a lot of. But she started to look better. She started <clears throat> to feel looks- better. She started to. You know, her hair looked better. Oh, yeah. That's what my sister used to tell me all the time. Your skin looks so good because it just mm-hmm. looks crap. I mean, it looks bad. She's well, always, you, you're you depriving your body of, of water, of freaking, everything, um, vitamins, you're, everything. You're, 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 you're not eating on that crap. You're, yeah. you're just kind of wasting away. Yeah. Um, but when you start, but you just have to be mindful. If mm-hmm. you're a sibling, it's a great thing that they're becoming clean. Yes, yep. it's a very great thing, and you need to pause them for that. The positive reinforcements to an addict is awesome, essential, but you don't want to overdo it, right? You you just don't because then they get spoiled on it. Yeah, they want. I don't want to sound time. like you know. Yeah, it's, like... it's well, everybody's different though. Some people right. need that extra positivity, but you also right. have to sit there and talk to them and be like, "Hey, why you know." Why would you do that, you know? And, mm-hmm. and make them talk about it, I would say, because there's something. There's that, something about talking about it that kind of reinforces it. It does, you know, and. Almost solidifies it, yeah. makes it solid. It, like you it, can't it, turn and, away and from it now. it helps you in the long run, too, because I used to talk about it a lot, and it did help because it, re, it, it puts it in the addict's head. This is the way I was. This is the way I don't want to be anymore. I believe that's how it was for me. Um, mm-hmm. Talking about it and stuff like that. I don't really talk about it much anymore. Unless it's necessary. Right. But I will. And now you're putting it out there for the world I, to hear. I, you know, if it helps one person. But hey, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. One person, like my buddy, Eric. He, I used to party with him all the time. And do a lot of stupid shit <laughs> but uh, he saw me a couple years later after i got clean and decided that's what i want that's cool so now he owns his own truck has a family doing really well that's so amazing and when he told me that he got clean because he saw how i was doing that i mean look I'm getting yeah you got goosebumps and it, it's it's a great feeling. It is. It's that's all it takes is one person to see that. That's it. And see how you're doing, and it's 
great. Yeah. It is amazing. I wish more people would, you know, um, see that light before it's too late. Yes. And to, you know, what's the words I'm looking for? I'm trying to search for the right words because I don't want it to sound insensitive. Well, you kind of have to be with a person that you use. It's not insensitive. It's, it's, I would say, it's hard. It's hard on the siblings. It's hard on the addict when you're dealing with either. It's like the way, like the conversation, you know, our conversation so far, it's just, it's a complete misunderstanding between the two. Oh yeah, because one brain's going this way and one brain's healthy. So you're you're trying to deal with a brain that's not healthy or thinking rationally, right? At all, most of the time. You know, yeah, there's right. periods of clearness in there, mm-hmm. um, but it's usually when they're coming off of it that they're clear because your neurons are f- flashing so fast when you're on meth, you're you're not thinking you how can you think properly if your neurons you are really, flying that fast you can't because you're you're so you're that's why you, when you're the ups are so up you're just freaking flying right um so you, the clarity comes when they're usually coming down and you know and if you have a sibling you need to get their friends involved and have an intervention with them tell them hey you're screwing up you're getting bad you're doing this you need to get some help and we'll go with you yeah it i think reinforcing to your sibling or a friend who is going through recovery reinforcing the fact that they're not alone and that there's somebody with them at Mm -hmm. all you know what i mean no matter what i'm only a phone call away i'm you give me a call i'll come see you almost like a sponsor (laughs) but it's you're going to get calls in the middle of the night yeah sometimes and be like hey i'm having a hard time and you just kind of have to talk them through it and give them that positive reassurance that you they can't don't think that they're just overreacting no because it's hard it's hard for especially when they're new to it right it's really hard to clarify with an addict everything's going to be okay well yeah because their mind is there's no way it's healing it's starting to heal and, and so it it's takes going a, it takes a long time to have a, a, a healing brain uh, to learn your emotions to learn um, different things right. to cope with things, especially if they've been using for a long time. It, it's because it's one straight line on meth, but when you're sober, your brain goes in eighty thousand different directions. Right, and you have to learn how to cope with that and right. deal with it and and understand it and and sometimes that's just really hard and sometimes it's really hard sometimes meth can create irreversible damages within the neurons and within the oh, brain itself can. alcohol can oh yeah can. any drug yeah, any drug it's you know it, but what i'm saying is those substances can permanently change oh, a person's up. brain i know with people who um suffer from alcohol abuse 
I say suffer because just like any drug, it's that want for that thing above anything else. Mm. And in my mind, that is suffering because it, people, it's mental illness. A lot of people, oh, it's legal. Right. It's legal, but it's okay. It's legal. Right. Well, it's it's legal, yes, but there's a point where... Well, weed's to... legal, too. Is that... I mean, but what if that's the case, why isn't weed looked at as the same as a glass of wine? Well, it probably will be in a couple of years. You know what I mean, yeah. though? But it's like that's the way society is looking. Well, I think... You know, and you know my thoughts on weed. I mean, it, it's a, it helps people that needs right. the help. But if you abuse it, there's and, a difference. You can abuse weed. Yeah, you won't die from it. No. But you can you, become dependent you can be, on it. You can be very dependent on it. Oh, I can't do it. Not, it, not necessarily an addiction per se, but you be, because I see addiction as a chemical change in your brain well, you that know, creates you're that addiction. For this kind of stuff, though, too. Well, this is just my thoughts, after, you know, from learning what I've learned yeah. in school, learning from people. These are just my own thoughts that, that I've, I've, you know, uh, addiction changes the brain. It changes the way you think, feel, do things, you know, just your everyday way of life, where your dependency is not necessarily that you need, that, that you have to have it, but you need it to start your day. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to feel better unless I do this. It's purposely self-sabotaging self yourself into. Yeah. You're, you're, you're making your, yourself think that you need this to. Right. Uh, to um, get motivated. Right. That's what Just I like find. I that's what I call all. with dependency. Yeah. That's when, like when I was talking about earlier about the meth thing, it became, oh, I need this because I can't function. And right. And so that's like the. You know, but that's where I feel because some people argue and say there are um, cannabinoids within marijuana that can lead to addiction, but there's the opposing team saying that it is more dependency than addiction. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. So really, it just, it really comes down to it, your understanding it, it, of what it can do I, I think anything can be an addiction um if you put it first that's true if you have to rely on it to get your day motivated and get going pretty much addicted to it right i'm sorry but that's my my thinking of it if that's the first thing you do when you get up mm -hmm. in the morning is do your drug you might want to think your choices or whatever you know if you have to wake up in the morning and look at your damn phone and see how many likes or how many comments you got mm -hmm. or reach over a cup of coffee <laughs> hey potson <laughs> so in my, in my it, it all mug. depends on what it is um, we're not just talking about drugs and alcohol we're mm -mm. talking about anything that rules well i touched life. on porn earlier you touched oops i hit my mic jesus um you touched on phones so it's like we touched it, on weed we touched on meth we meth and then you got heroin, you got cocaine, you got Then crack, you got that new one, Crocodile. Crocodile, that, that's been out for a while, but overseas. Originated in Russia. Yeah. Um, as a heroin replacement. fentanyl. Yeah. So you, you're putting things in your body, and this is for the addicts, you're putting things in your body that don't belong. Yeah. And you're filling your mind up with junk, and you're, you're trying to make yourself happy. 
to see how many likes or comments you have on your social media. Um, we're all accountable for that because we all do we, it. We all do it. Yeah. And I, I try to leave my phone alone as my wife would see. I, I hardly ever touch my phone anymore because I do get addicted to that too. Like, oh, how many likes did I get on this stupid picture? Mm-hmm. I don't have that many followers. But it's still, it feels good. It's it's like a confidence boost when you, and you get, and you get like addicted to that feeling of euphoria. Oh, these people euphoria. like me. Really? Whatever. It, they, they just liked know. your picture. Yeah, they liked your picture. It, it's not a big deal. Right. It shouldn't be a big deal. Right. When did we get approval? When did we need approval from others to make us feel better? Yeah. Be yourself. Be who you want to be. Yeah. Don't think that you need approval from anybody to dress a certain way or act a certain way. Right. Or, or um, live a certain way. It, it's it's not Joe Bob's down the street. And for the addicts out there, if your friends are out there encouraging this for you, they're not your friends. No. Friends will not push you to do something that is harmful to you incredibly harmful to you if they're your true friends true um, friends will but, not try to lead you down a path but for don't, harm but don't do substance to change who you are because right. you're afraid of who you really are right that's what i'm trying to hit on here because a lot of people are like oh um you know like i got a peer pressure and, um oppress this because somebody might not like it right um or you know that's the way they cope with it right and they're trying to bottle it up and bottling up things as my wife knows about me i keep things bottled up because and i yell at them she does and she's got me talking a little bit more here and there but square one for the wife (laughs) but we we're just trying to hit on every point here about siblings and friends that are going through a hard time with addictions on anything or if you have a little addiction of yourself that you have to look into yourself about doing you know self-reflection is key you and don't do it when you're high dear lord because don't self-reflect when you're on drugs any type of drug it don't matter what it is it's not the best. Don't do it. <laughs> and don't do it when you're fucking coming down either because you're just going to start thinking negative. Do it when you're sober or clean or whatever you are. Yeah, good and, luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that one. But anyways. I think we really rambled and we were really all over the place in we this We are episode. all over the place, but we want to get all the information out there that we can to help somebody. And I know it's over the place, but... Yeah, we kind of didn't stay on topic, but that's just kind of the way our conversations go. They go off topic and they come back onto topic and go off topic. So we apologize if some of you get confused but you, or if you but like not like us because we're of that. To we're sorry, say, but it is what it is. Is if you have a friend or a sibling, throw it out front and say, hey, I know you have a problem with this. Can we get you some help? If you haven't a problem, Hopefully, you and your friends or your parents or whatever say, hey, let's get you some help. Yeah. 
and if you, you know the the only one that is doing it get a bunch of their friends and people that love them write them letters tell them how they feel and sit them down for an intervention well i would uh, say people that that are the closest to the person yes. that you're trying to help like people that have an emotional tie to that person will hopefully um, motivate that person to start thinking about recovery mm -hmm. and getting clean and just reassuring these the people around you that they're not alone they're and not. They're, they're not going to fight this battle alone and it's going to be hard work not only for the person that is going through recovery but it's hard for everyone else too because everyone is out of their comfort zone very much it's, it's even though everyone loves each other it's it's just not a battle for the person that's in it. It's a battle for the family members and friends too, because Correct. they still have to deal with their emotions about this, right? And and, and do the boundaries and and there are support groups it. for families. There's very and maybe the family needs to you know talk to a counselor or something and and try to figure this out too, because it, it goes from both sides. I've seen it on that intervention the the parents that want to um help the kids but don't know how but it, it, you have to have counseling on both sides to deal with both sides of the problem because a lot of parents don't know they don't understand they don't understand addiction or they don't understand this or they don't understand that and that that way you both sides get the clarity and the help that they need to to do this well we're running on almost an hour or so we're going to wrap up this little installment. And we're going to try to have somebody next week, I think. I'm hoping we can bring in a couple people, you know, over the next few weeks that will kind of dive into, you know, a parent's perspective and... Maybe a kid's perspective. Maybe a, a child's perspective of a parent going through. We're not quite sure what we're going to do yet, but we're trying to expand... Uh, our every, knowledge and the knowledge that we're passing on to so you guys what we're trying to do is give you every point of reference that you might be going through right it, so we can hopefully try to help somebody that is within the circle of recovery yeah because you're you if you're a parent that's using it have a kid that's watching you doing this or if you're the parent and the kids are watching you, you know, or the the kids are using and you're the parent or if your friend or anything, you right. know, it's the whole circle that you have to do. So we're going to wrap this up and we appreciate you guys and everything. We appreciate you. Stay safe. God stay bless. healthy. And God loves you. We love you. Give us a DM if you have any questions about anything. So we'll talk to you later. All right. Out. See ya. <laughs>